telling you, that's the Mississippi Mass Choir. I had to reach back for that, you know, and just give God some praise as the Lord is so worthy to receive. God woke us up this morning, you know, and I didn't have no doubt when I opened my eyes up. You know, every day is not a bad hair day. You might have a bad hair day sometime, but not every day. This morning I woke up and I didn't have no doubt. And whatever you might be dealing with, you know, just want you to know is that there are things that are common to men and we're going to deal with them. But there are some days that are just fantastic. And you just want to sing, reach back and grab one of those songs and and just magnify the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. You know, I, I'm, I, <laughs> the day after 4th of July, this is July 5th, for those of you that, that may or may not know, but my heart is indicting a good matter at the moment. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., and on Tuesdays, our comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. We love to dig into the word of God. And, you know, and so we get inside the pages. We are journeying through the book of Acts on Sundays and Tuesdays, the book of Ezekiel. Now, if the Lord said or provide something different as he does, then we go with that. Whatever the Lord says, it's yes. If you've missed uh, any part of the message or uh, messages that have uh, been exhorted, that have been taught, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand. Uh, that's ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful. I'm bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. I was thinking about the, how great God has been in my life and not just my life, but the life of so many others, because we're impacted by by what goes on with other people as they yield themselves unto the Lord. And so, you know, I was just. I was thinking about the song, you know, as I was going about business on Saturday and just thinking about the song that says, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took a little time to pray for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I am. I'm glad that somebody prayed for me. And, and so, you know, that is a testimony. That is a true testimony of mine. You know, whosoever, whoever witnessed to you, do you remember who witnessed to you and told you about the Lord and his goodness? And, you know, maybe there was multiple witnesses and, you know, Lord plants a seed and, and someone comes along and water and then the increase come. But do you remember who was influential in your life? Who ushered you in to salvation? Who told you about the Lord? You know, they were the living epistle that God used. You didn't know anything about Paul. You might have heard about David in passing, you know, and, you know, or something like that. But uh, that individual that witnessed to you and called and ushered you into salvation was the living epistle that God used uh, for you, the living epistle, uh, you know. And I, I believe that it would mean a lot to them. It, and, you know, just to show that continued gratitude. You know, when you look at that individual, if you're able to contact that individual to let them know how much you appreciate them uh, and what they did for you. It was my my big brother, my oldest brother, who ushered me into the truth. Uh, he got saved and he told me about being saved. And, uh, you know, and um, my children was praying for me that the Lord saved my father and uh, and they had an impact. The, the impact of that prayer, the impact of him uh, ushering me into salvation uh, did something for my mother. It did something for my sister and my little brother. You know, I, I often say, and I used to say this to my mother, that, uh, that 
she must have said in her mind, there is a God. And I look back over over life, and I remember the, the stress that she had as a single parent raising uh, four knuckleheads, you know, and I remember, you know, her late at night sobbing and, you know, because of the stress. And, um, you know, and as I said, you know, we were, we didn't come, children don't come into the world with a, a instruction manual attached to their toe. And, and you're dependent upon whatever you were told, what you were taught. And, you know, and she did a wonderful job raising us. And I, I thank God, I appreciate her so much. She's gone on to be with the Lord. And, and when she gave up the ghost, she was happy. She was saved. Uh, she was, the glory of God was all on her. And she was just testifying and talking about going to be with Jesus. And it was hours later, she was at the store shopping, wasn't sick or nothing like that. And hours later, she was gone. She made her departure. And, and so just thank God for, but she wouldn't have been saved if it wasn't for the individual, the living epistle that God used to, and the impact that that had down through time. You know, just thank God for that. And just want to go into the word of God. I don't know if I'm going to complete how far I'll get with this, uh, but certainly uh, I want you to uh, to be encouraged today as we deal with so many different things that are emotional, that are mental, as well as spiritual. Uh, the Bible tells us to guard our hearts take all, with all diligence. Guard your heart, no matter what. Guard your heart. Remember, if you've been listening to the, to the broadcast, if you've uh, gone back and heard some of the recordings that you may have heard me say many times and I'm not going to stop saying is that the, the danger to the boat is is the water is all on the outside around the boat but it's not a danger until the water gets in the boat the water in the boat is what causes it to sink and so you want to guard your heart with all diligence don't allow the different things that are around you what's going on in the media during this stay at home during this this, this time that we're dealing with, uh, whatever is being posted on, in, uh, in the social media, whatever is being presented in the airways, guard your heart. Guard your heart. You know, keep your heart safe. Don't allow any and everything to end. The word of God should be the greatest impact that, that there is because there's nothing that is occurring that uh, is not written in the word of God. Let me just give you this. Uh, the Bible said that the love of many would wax cold. And so see, we're living in a time where the love of many has waxed cold. Uh, the air bubble that was suppressed for so long has risen up. But understand something, where there's more sin, there's also more grace. You need to know what to look for in the situation. You need to know how to deal with it. Sometimes we say we don't see the lesson to be learned. And, you know, we, we start. But there, if we step back, shut our mouths, spend some time in theology, spend some time away from the mouths of others, we'll get a better understanding. And when you get clarity, it doesn't mean that the person you try to share it with is going to see it at that moment. They may not have arrived at the light and they're not able to walk in it. But when you receive it, thank God for it and embrace it and ponder those things in your heart and live accordingly. Bless your name. We're in the book of the eighth chapter of Acts, but I, I feel the need to remind you about something. And, you know, there's there's two very important messages found in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And so we're going to just touch. We're just going to skim the surface of one of them. And, and, and I'm just going to say, remember this. This is something you need to remember. Remember this. Acts 1, um, 1 through 11, it says, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, that all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen 
to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. But ye, and ye're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come up on you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. You know, I, I, if you've been with us on Tuesday nights, you know that Judah um, uh, and Samaria and Jerusalem, uh, all of these are some uh, Ezekiel presented messages to them about their soul salvation. And God is yet dealing with God yet deals with us even from generation to generation to generation. The ninth verse. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which said, which also said, ye man of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, so shall come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Now, this is not a new message, but a message that has traveled through time upon the grace of God to find you and I again in 2020. Jude, uh, this, the, the man of God, uh, Jude 1, 14, 20 and 21, it says, and Enoch, he's given, he's, uh, remember, they are, they are in the word of God. And you want to be in the word of God. There's no safer place than to be, you know, we heard it say in the will of God, but you need to abide in the word of God. You're not in his will unless you're in his word, because you'll never know what his will is without his word. And in it also, the seven from Adam prophesied these saying, behold, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints. But ye beloved, building yourselves up, verse 20 and 21, build yourselves up among your whole, most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God and looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Second Peter 1 and 10. Wherefore the rather give, brethren, give diligence to make your calling. We have something that we have to do today. Uh, yesterday is gone. Yesterday is as far away as a thousand miles, as far away as the moon, as Mars, you know, as, as your mind can travel. You'll never be able to go back. But today, make your calling and election sure today. Now, tomorrow's not promised. It hasn't arrived. But today, today. Take this moment, every moment, every opportunity that you have within this day. I love God and his wisdom because the Bible tells us that one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Two. Now, I know what that means, but just bear with me in my folly. God knows how to give you credit. Listen, wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into everlasting, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord. Hmm. The kingdom of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not neglect. I'm not going to neglect to put you always in remembrance. Remember this to put you in remembrance of these things, though you know them, some of you have been exposed to them, 
Some of you have been established in truth, but there are those that yet need to be exposed to it. And they will never be exposed if you are not the living epistle that God is calling for in this day and time. Can someone look at you and read that God is good? Can they look at you and read that God is sovereign? Can they look at you and read that there has been a life-changing experience? Can they look at you and see the glory of God? I'm not talking about you trying to make yourself being something that you're not. I'm not saying that to put yourself out there and say, look at me. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do they see it without you saying anything? It, you know, there was a sister in the mall. She testified. Someone walked up to her and said, I can see the glory of God on you. I used to be in church. I used to be faithful. There was a there was a moment that God drew this individual to this person, to this sister, so that they could be a witness to them, so that they can reestablish them, help them be restored. They could see the glory of God in their lives, just passing them in the mall. Just, you know, and that was some years ago. But what about today? Does anyone see you today and uh, see the truth? Because the truth is all around you, because the power of God is emanating, is demonstrative in your life. So we're putting these things back into our remembrance. Though you might know them, you need to be reestablished in them. Second Peter 3, 1 through 4, the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing that first there shall come in the last day scoffers. Mm -hmm. There's scoffers existing today. Walking after their own lust. If you're walking after your own lust, you're a scoffer. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? There are those that once believed that Jesus was coming. And today they're saying, where is the promise? They can't see the signs. Matter of fact, the mindset that they have today is similar to the mind that existed during the uh, the the space of the Old and New Testament where there was considered a time of silence. It's not that God wasn't doing it, it's that people's ears were stopped up and they could not hear because of their own devices, because of the things that they, they were walking in their own lust. For since the fathers are falling asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. If anyone comes to you with that type of message that it, things have played out, know that it is a message. Uh, Paul said that if an angel come from heaven preaching any other gospel, let it be a curse. Know that they are cursed. Something is going on in their mind. Second Peter 3, 9 and 11 said, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but it's long suffering toward us. Thank God he has been long suffering for you. Thank God he has been long suffering for me. He's been long suffering and he's going to continue to be long suffering until he is until he stops. It is until he stops. And so not willing that any should perish, but that all uh, in which the heavens all should come to repentance. But listen, he can, he goes on to add something here. He says, but the day of the Lord will come. And it's going to come as a thief in the night in which the heaven shall pass away with a great sound, a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. And the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that these things shall be dissolved, everything that you're trying to strive for, you know, there are people that, that say well, I, I can't, what they cannot do, but yet they're doing it. Well, let me go here. There are people that say, I, 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 I can't leave the quarters of my home, but they go out to do other things. There are people that 
always have a headache. So what you're saying is God can't heal you or, but with that headache, I go to do other things, whether it's recreational or to work. And, and in other words, God is not first. He's not second. God is maybe fifth or sixth on the list. What manner a person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? The apostle Peter, Mary, the mother of Jesus, Deacon Stevens, that we have spent time with and other disciples had knowledge that Jesus would return. When opposed by the religious leaders, you know, the church folks, people that call themselves uh, religious or religious leaders that call themselves believers in the word of God in that time opposed the true message. They oppose uh, the, uh, uh, the fact that the fulfillment of God's word, Peter had to remind them. He took the opportunity to remind them. He said, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. That's not a very uh, popular message. When you talk about repentance, uh, as I heard one minister say, well, people already know the state that they're in. Well, they might know the state that they're in, but it didn't stop Jesus from talking about sin, go and sin no more. It didn't stop the message of repentance because he said repentance and remission of sin should be preached in my name. And so it didn't stop. He, that was an order that was given that we need to be reminded uh, when, and when it is appropriate to repent of sin, to turn from unrighteousness and to be converted. Why? So that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come. The greatest blessing, the greatest thing that you'll ever receive is your sins removed. You know, we like good credit. I, I love good credit. And keep your credit up. Pay your bills on time. Don't overextend yourself. Uh, you know, do what it takes uh, to, to do what you have to do when you can do it. And so uh, we like that because it says that I'm, I'm responsible. Well, God is looking for us to be responsible as well. And I, won't, I don't want sins uh, that I've done uh, in the books. I, I need that erased. I need it blotted out. And so in order to have that happen, you know, we I need a second chance, a third chance, a seventh chance, you know, all of those cliches and different things that people have exhorted through the years. It comes by the way of repentance. It comes by the way of being converted. It comes by the way of us obeying the word of God. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution of all things. We're approaching a time of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all, 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 just say all in your heart, say all. By the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. This message has been echoing from since the world began. I heard someone say, I can't wait for this year to end. You know, 2020, we're in the seventh month and, uh, you know, and so many things have, have occurred, you know, and, and so that I can't wait to this year end. Uh, uh, what, but I, my question, what have you done with this year? We've been in a stay at home order. What have you done while you were at home? Now, when the children of Israel were down in Egypt and uh, during that time, they knew what to do. While we're at home, we could be teaching our children, spending time with them, uh, making sure that we're uh, having a family prayer and, you know, and playing, playing games, Monopoly, you know, enjoying life. And at the same time, consecrating unto the Lord. We could also be uh, doing some things to improve ourselves. Uh-huh. Using the most, getting the most out of the time that we have. Because, listen, we don't know 
unless God sends a word that identify what is going to happen tomorrow, we don't know. We don't know if 2021 is going to be, is going to usher in, and we'll just leave that blank because we don't know what is going to usher in. We know what is being said on the different platforms that exist. And those words have gone out into the atmosphere and those words are alive. Those words are provoking thoughts in the hearts of men. The Bible said, whatsoever a man thinketh, that shall he be. So whatever a person, whether it's good or bad, whatever that thought is, is going to, uh, is going to come to pass, is going to happen. So we need more than, than just the words of mortal men to go into the atmosphere to make a difference. We need the power of God. Listen, this has been spoken since the world began. And so we don't know what 2021 has in store or will make it there. But one thing for sure is we do have the promise. We do have the word of God, which we need to embrace above everything, above everything that anyone. Many, many believers are struggling because of this global affliction and are weak in the faith even as I speak, and you need to remember this. Everybody is not uh, dealing with this very well. One, they're not embracing the word of God because the word of God speaks about the, the, even the affliction that we're in at this time. And, but yet the question still rises, uh, that still come to pass, why is this happening? Well, I'm not gonna spend, I'm not gonna spend time with that, but usually global affliction comes because of the hearts of men. Now, those that feel they have arrived and God is going to accept them as they are need to remember this. You need to remember this. I can't say enough. Remember this. I'm going to call this to your remembrance. If you plan on giving an account, you plan on standing before God and giving an account for yourself, you need this. Because the Bible tells us in Hebrews, the third chapter, about the 17th verse, obey them that have the rule over you. So those that feel they're going to give an account unto God for themselves, I, I, I'm, nine times out of 10, they're not obedient people. And submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul. Somebody's watching for your soul. The minister is watching. The pastor is watching for your souls. Why? Because they must. Listen to that. Must. M-U-S-T. They must give an account that they may do it with joy. Now, it's been told to us that in the presence of God, uh, that there's an account, you know, in that presence, there's a, a howdy, howdy, a never goodbye, no more tears and the joy and all of that that will exist. But understand something here. We must give an account. The pastor is going to give an account that they may do it with joy. I want to do it with joy. Lord, yes, sister, uh, that sister, sister Psalmist has been faithful. She's just not up singing uh, unto you, Lord God, and then, and then leaving here and being promiscuous. She is faithful to you, Lord God. I've seen it in dreams. I've seen, I felt it in her spirit, Lord God. Her, her children is even testifying about, about when they catch her in prayer, when they catch her in worship, and when no one else is around and they walk in and, and she is seeking God. Bless you, Lord. Lord, brother, brother deacon is, yeah, Lord God, brother, brotherhood, Lord God, they are men of, 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 of valor. They are men of integrity. They're not chasing after skirts. They're not being panty pirates and all, but they are seeking after you. They're seeking after you, Lord. Oh, bless you, Lord God. They're church men. They're about you. They're about this life. And they're telling others about this life. That's the kind of report that the pastor wants to be able to give. Now, when will that report occur? Hmm. There's a responsibility. 
they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief. Everybody, there's some, somebody that, you know, we, when we're in prayer, the minister's in prayer and he's talking to the Lord, sometimes we have to, Lord, they're not faithful. They were not faithful before the stay-at-home order. They were not faithful. They stopped being faithful uh, uh, nine months ago. Uh, they were slacking, and when you approach them, they feel like, oh, you attacking me. And no, we're trying to tell you to get right. Leave that, whatever you're dealing with, leave it alone. And so, uh, you know, that say not giving an answer is giving an answer. When people don't want to talk, you know, when they don't want to text you back, when they want to ignore you, uh, you know, and, and so uh, their conversation veers off of the fact that you're not being faithful unto the Lord. And so, God, we're talking to the Lord even right now, Lord. There are some that are not being faithful. And for uh, that's not profitable for you. You wonder why there's hell on the job. You wonder why there, uh, you, you waking up and you, you dealing with some things because it is unprofitable for you. Something God is trying to get your attention and he's using something. Pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience and all things willing to live honestly. I hope that you are willing to live honestly. I believe that you are. Now, my pastor preceded me in death. She was an advocate, as I'm an advocate for others. And as your pastor is an advocate, a, a mediator for you. She became a great cloud of witness for me. She became part of that great cloud. Her record of the good, yep, there's a record. There's a record that she presented of good, the bad, and the ugly, which also went with her. Uh-huh. When she stood before the Lord, because she has to give an account, and the Lord already knows the account, but there's an account of what was done. Lord, I preached to them. Lord, I gave them your word. I gave them the unadulterated. Lord, I, 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 when we went to lunch, I told them when they were right, and when they were wrong, I told them they were wrong. Lord, they told me they were going to repent and change. I saw the change. Or it could be I did not see the change. You need to make sure that your leader sees the change. Bless your Lord. Uh-huh. Don't, 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 don't. Mm, my God. You need to make sure that your leader sees the change so that they can say, Lord, I saw the change. There's a record that is being presented. Hmm. So part of the great witness, my responsibility is to continue on that path, to build on the foundation and to overcome evil with good. Your responsibility is to follow me as I follow Christ. Only a fool is going to stand before God and lie for you. Now, I'm not lying for anybody today. I'm no fool. Remember this. <laughs> Pastor Carl is no fool. I may have acted like a fool many times, and you know the, the rod is for the fool's back. You learn by the things you suffer, pain and suffering, have a way of removing foolishness. If there is any common sense in you, pain and suffering will cause you to make the proper adjustment. My God, we have to give an account, and we have to give an account for the sheep that are in our fold. We have to give an account. Lord, yes, I did remove the thicks and the thorns and the, the ticks. And I did ask, uh, add the bomb uh, to that to heal them. I did. Lord God, I did structure. I did. I, I pulled them out of the hole. I went searching for them when they were lost. Lord God, to restore them, to put them back and to feed them and nurture them. Lord God, and they jumped out and they, they did it again and will go after you again. Why? Because we want to give a good account for you until you mature. Bless you. As we have matured. Listen, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 2, it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received. And wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. The gospel, you're saved by the gospel. Whatever is pertained, when they heard the gospel, they repented of sin. When they heard the gospel, they 
they not only repented, but they, they was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. That included Apostle Paul, they the eunuch that, that Philip witnessed to, uh, Cornelius and his house, and so many others that when they heard the gospel, when they applied it, they became saved. If we keep this in memory, which we preached, if you keep this, now you must remember, remember what I've preached unto you unless you believed in vain. First Corinthians 15, 50 through 53 and verse 58 says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither do corruption or incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but shall uh, shall be changed. We're going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise uh, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and the mortal must put on immortality. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. What we have to do is be steadfast. You have to be steadfast. I have to be steadfast. Even on a bad, when there is a bad hair day, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as, as you know that your labor is not in vain. When the enemy comes in and try to make you feel like what you're doing is not mounting up to anything, remember the word of God. Your labor is not in vain. I don't care how severe the attack is, the word of God stands strong. Your labor is not in vain. What you're doing for the Lord is not. God appreciates what you do for him. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 uh, through 4, verse 7, it says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus that ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God. Don't try to please the pastor. Your obedience unto God is pleasing. Please God. Do what God wants you to do. Do what God is saying to do. That's what we're looking for. Listen, you need to understand something. You're not my people. Yes, we're family, but understand you belong to God. The Bible said all souls are mine. And the soul that sinneth, it shall die. But the soul that does not sin shall live. Okay, listen. Abide in the Lord more and more, for ye know that uh, what commandments ye give the commandments we give you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. That every one of you should know, listen, every one of us should know how to possess our vessel in sanctification and honor. For God, seven verse, for God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 7 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel. Will you hear the shout? Will you hear the voice of God? When the Lord descends, will you know it or will you know it afterward? Along with the millions that realize that they've been left behind. Will you hear the shout? Of the with the voice of the archangel, will you hear the trump of God? For the Bible said, The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with him. Thessalonians 4 and 18. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This is something we're supposed to be thinking about. This is something we're supposed to be talking about. This is a word of comfort that, that the things that, that, that we're fighting over, what the termites is eating up, the thing that the rust is eating up, the thing that, that, that is being polluted and being stolen, the, the stuff that, that, that decays and, and, and you know, you understand what I'm saying? That this is a bunch of temporary stuff that we're fighting over. But come from one another with these words. Exodus, Exodus 32, 
29 through 33 says, Moses said, consecrate yourselves unto the Lord, even every man unto his son, upon his son and upon his brother, that ye may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said to the people, ye have sinned a great sin. And now I go up unto the Lord. Preadventure, I shall make an atonement for your sins. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned this great sin and have made them gods of gold. And yet now, if they will forgive, will you forgive their sins? And if not, Lord, if you're not going to forgive their sins, then he was treading upon some dangerous ground here. If you don't, you're not going to forgive their sins, blot, uh, blot me. I pray thee out of the book. Listen, the book, there's a book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Moses, I don't care what you say. If you sin, if these people are going to be hard headed, they're going to be, if they just going to go in their own way. I'm going to blot their name out of the book. Therefore, now go lead the people into the place of which I have spoken unto you. Moses, be obedient. Pastors, be obedient. People, leaders, be obedient. Behold, my angels shall go before thee. Nonetheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sins upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf. They uh, went after the material, the very thing that God said, don't do. They did it. Daniel 7, 9 to 10. I beheld till the thrones were cast down in the ancient of days. God, the ancient of days did sit upon whose garment was white as snow and hair of his head like the wool, natural, listen, like wool. His throne was like the, the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. Now, this was touched on in the book of Ezekiel, and I'm not going to go there, but the fiery stream issue came forth from before him, Thousands, thousands ministered unto him. The thousands and thousands that are ministering him are the same thousands in which Enoch, the son from Adam, prophesied and said the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Thousands, ten thousands, time ten thousands stood before him. And guess what? The judgment seat was set and the books were open. The judgment seat was set and the books were open. Matthews 24, and I'm coming to an end with this, but I need to remind you of this. I need to remind you of this. I need to remind you of this. Matthews 24, 35 before heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But the, the day, the hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that ye... Uh, were before the floods, they were eating, they drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. When Noah shut it, went into that ark, when he got the sign from God, when he got the word from God that it was time to go, uh, and he got his family together and they went into the ark and they closed the door, people started to pay attention. The drip dropped. They started paying attention. The words that was being echoed, that had been echoed for 120 years uh, during the time that he was building that ark, whatever the time, it was starting to make sense. Something was happening. It was unbelievable and it wasn't stopping. For in the days in which they were the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage to the day that Noah entered into ark and knew not until, knew not until the flood came. They thought it was just going until the flood came. And took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Two shall be in the field, and one shall be taken, and the other left. Two shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken, and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not. Listen, you need to open your eyes up. You need to pay attention. You need to remember this. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this: that if the bridegroom of, if the good man of the house had known in which uh, and what the thief would have come and the hour that the thief would have come, which would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken into. Therefore, be ye also ready, be ready for in such an hour as ye think not the son of man coming. Somebody laid down and the Lord came for them. 
Somebody was out just and had plans for tomorrow, but the Lord came for them. There's going to be individuals, there's going to be collective, but blessed are those that die in the Lord. We're, we're looking. Um, I, I believe that's the whole purpose. We, we, wanna, we got saved so that we could be saved. We didn't get saved because we were trying to live here on earth and, and, and chase after uh, the things that we see in front of us. We got saved for our soul. Our soul. These bodies are aging. We see this. We see what's going on with us. But our soul, our soul salvation. Revelation. Revelation 12 says, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Who did I see? I saw the dead. I saw the small. I saw the great. I saw some people. Some people that thought that they were okay. Some people that thought their money was going to get them out of the situation. Some people that thought the influence that they had was going to make a difference. I saw the small and the great. I saw them. I witnessed it. Listen. The Bible said the books were open and another book was open which is the book of life and the dead would judge out of those things which was written in the book not only the dead but those that were alive we're all being judged out of the same book you know the bible tells us that some men's sins go before them and some come after them you want whatever you're dealing with to go to be dealt with today not tomorrow not when it's too late and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and the dead and hell delivered up the dead which were in them and they were delivered and every and they were judged every man according to their works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death remember these words remember these words god bless you I look forward to seeing you. Be faithful unto the Lord. Amen. Be faithful. Be faithful. Love you. Know that I'm praying for you. I'm praying with you. In Jesus' name.